This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, where Lee Rosen and Ned Days cover management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for building the practice you deserve. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Mexico City. We've been here for nearly a week now, and our time has been consumed mostly by eating. We are fans of the world's 50 best restaurant list. It has been a list that has proven reliable to us. And the number five and the number nine restaurants in the world are here in Mexico City. We've now been to both of them. One of them was absolutely amazing. The other one was fascinating, but it leaned a bit too far, at least for me, into the science experiment zones. These restaurants, they have to find the exact perfect balance of the right setting and the right level of service and the right kind of food in order to make it to the top of these lists. That involves being different, being unique, standing out in the marketplace. And as a customer, that's an interesting experience to go through. It is a meal as an experience that is much more than just the food. And sometimes that experience matches my taste just perfectly, and I love it. But sometimes it's simply a very expensive meal that maybe has gone slightly awry. At least that's my experience of it. Now we're settling down into some normal Mexican food. We're eating in traditional restaurants and we're eating some street food. None of the meals we're eating are on anybody's lists of the top restaurants in the world, but we're spending a lot less money. I calculated the other day that we could eat in the place where we had lunch for about 20 days for the price of the tip in that number five in the world place. And the sandwich that I had for that small amount of money, well, it was truly amazing. It's time for your tech tip. Allow me to tell you what happens every single month when I look at my credit card statement. I take a peek at the total. I think to myself, ooh, that's a little high. And I start combing through for the cruise I must have taken and forgotten about or the crazy eBay purchase I must have made when I was in a coffee-induced fugue state. And every single month, I am disappointed to realize that there is no obvious and avoidable culprit. It's just all those little charges adding up to a big, fat balance. Now, the good thing about this is that the same principle works in our favor when we're not talking about spending money. I find that when I can make even small productivity improvements on things that I do regularly, I get the same effect in a good way. All these little steps forward add up to mean big efficiency gains in the aggregate. I know you're probably waiting for me to recommend a tool or an app that's going to magically save you an hour every day, but I'm afraid I am going to disappoint you and actually suggest improving your proficiency in the tools you're already using by the most boring of boring features, keyboard shortcuts. I used to think that the reason I wasn't very good at guitar wasn't that I didn't practice, it's that I didn't have a custom $5,000 Stratocaster. Just like I keep trying to tell my wife that the reason I'm not very fast on my bike isn't that I don't ride it enough, it's that I don't have a fancy $15,000 8-pound carbon fiber one like the pros. Obviously. Duh. Go search chiptune music on YouTube. There are kids making full albums of shockingly awesome music on old Game Boys. Clearly, it's not the tool, it's how you use it. 
it. One of the easiest places to start getting more efficiency out of the tools you're already using is taking advantage of keyboard shortcuts. I can hear you already. Bro, it's 2022. I don't need to learn how to program COBOL. I tap an icon on my iPad. I use the trackpad on my notebook. I thought this was a tech tip, not grandpa's story hour. What are you on about? I get it. I consider myself a bit of a computer nerd, but until about two or three years ago, I used exactly two keyboard shortcuts. I knew how to copy and how to paste. That was it. That seemed sufficient for me, and I was happy to use the mouse or trackpad for everything else. But I will tell you, getting proficient with a handful of keyboard shortcuts in the apps I used most frequently has been a huge productivity breakthrough for me. I think the biggest time-saving aspect of this is that I'm not breaking my flow of concentration when I need to jump from a different tab or select a block of text or perform a search. A lot of the work I do involves typing, as I'm sure is the case with most of us. Most of my actively focused time is spent typing emails or Slack messages or drafting notes or typing out checklists and specifications in my task app. Taking advantage of keyboard shortcuts means I don't feel like I have to switch gears in my brain to hunt down a menu or an icon or remember what it is I was searching for. I grew up with the internet, so I have about a two and a half second attention span, and I can easily forget what I was doing in the time it takes me to hunt down something in a menu. The key combo saves a little bit of time, but not having to remember what it was I intended to do after finding the right menu item or toolbar is the bigger efficiency gain. And for things that you're doing dozens or maybe hundreds of times a day, this really adds up. This started for me a couple of years ago when I realized that holding the option key on a Mac or control on Windows while hitting the left or right arrow keys will move back or forward a whole word in a text area. If you hold shift at the same time, it selects the text. So you can select a string of words forward or backward from your cursor without grabbing and highlighting them with the mouse. If you hold command instead of option on your Mac or using home and end on Windows, it'll do the same thing, but to the beginning or end of the line. I use this all day, every day to copy and delete entire lines of text or make quick fixes to a few words without having to take my hands off the keyboards. It's a small thing, but it really adds up. And the way I suggest approaching this is to start very small. Pick an app you use regularly and commit to memorizing two or three shortcuts for features that you use throughout the day. Maybe it's some simple ones that apply across all Mac and Windows apps. Maybe it's command K on Mac or control K on Windows to jump to a specific conversation in Slack. Maybe it's just hitting C to create a new message in your Gmail inbox or forward slash to search your Gmail messages. Do a quick Google search for the apps that you're using most often. Just about any desktop or tablet or web app that supports keyboard input also supports keyboard shortcuts. Most of these apps will have a dedicated page on their site about the keyboard shortcuts. Go search for them for Trello or Slack or Gmail or Word 365 or Chrome and pick those two or three that you use all the time, commit them to memory and see how you do. Now, if you're already an absolute keyboard ninja and you need something a little more advanced or you want to take this to the absolute limit, I will mention an interesting tool for adding extensive keyboard control to your desktop web browser. If you're using Chrome, you are after an extension called Vimium, V-I-M-I-U-M. And if you're using Safari, there's a plugin with a similar feature set in the App Store called Vimari, V-I-M-A-R-I. These allow you to tap a hotkey that will display a two-character tag on every single link on a web page. You can then visit the link you want by typing those two letters. So by default, you will tap the F key. You'll see a 
tiny little tag appear on every single link with a series of characters. Maybe the one I want to visit is CD. I type CD and it'll take me to that link without me having to click on it. It adds some other useful features like going back or forward through your tab list with a single key and going back and forward through your history with single keys as well. It's definitely not going to be for everyone, but if you feel like you absolutely need a blisteringly fast way to navigate through Facebook, I mean Clio, give it a shot. That's your tech tip. And now for your moment of concise advice, being a lawyer, it can be tough. You're constantly dealing with difficult clients. You've got seemingly endless paperwork to deal with. You've got constant deadlines. It's no wonder that so many lawyers feel stuck in their position in so many ways. But there are options. There is hope when you find yourself feeling that loss of interest, when you find yourself feeling tired, when you're just feeling stuck. If you find yourself in that situation, well, don't despair. I've got five ideas for you today, things that you can do to get unstuck, to move forward in your practice. First, find a mentor. One of the best ways to get unstuck is to find a mentor. A mentor is someone who has been there and done that and can help guide you through the challenges that you're facing. Finding a mentor, that may feel difficult when you first go looking for someone, but there are a number of good ways to go about finding someone that can help you. One way is to reach out into your professional network. See if anybody there knows of someone who might be a good fit. Another way is to join a professional organization, a bar association, or something else that is relevant to your area of practice. These organizations often have mentorship programs, and they can connect you with an experienced lawyer who can help you address the specific challenges that you're facing. I'll tell you, a lot of the lawyers inside Rosen Institute find colleagues inside the Institute who serve this purpose for them, it's a great group of people. The second thing, take on new challenges. If you feel like you're sort of stuck in a rut, well, it might be because you're not challenging yourself enough. When was the last time you took on a new, new thing, something you'd never done before? If it's been a while, well, now might be the time to push yourself out of your comfort zone and try something new. That might mean accepting a case out of your usual practice area or taking on a pro bono project. By pushing yourself, by challenging yourself, you learn new skills, you broaden your experience, and that can help you to feel more fulfilled, to feel better about what you're doing. Third, get organized. One of the best ways to reduce stress and improve productivity is to Get yourself organized. If your office is cluttered, if your files are disorganized, well, then it's time for a change. Spend some time decluttering your space and creating systems that work for you. This will free up your time so that you can focus on the tasks that really matter, that make a difference, the things that are truly important. You might also consider investing in some new technology, such as document management software. That sort of thing can help you to be better organized and make you more efficient. Fourth, make time for yourself. When you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, it's important to make time for you. This means taking some time each day, even if it's just 30 minutes, to do something that you enjoy 
outside of work. That might be reading. It might be going for a walk. It might be taking a class in something new. Whatever it is, make sure it's something that helps you to relax, to rejuvenate so that you can come back to work feeling refreshed, energized, ready to tackle whatever it is that's coming your way. Finally, fifth, talk to someone. If you're really feeling stuck, well, one of the best things you can do is to talk to somebody about it. That might be a colleague or a friend or a family member or a therapist or a career coach. Just talking about what you're going through, that can help you to gain some clarity and to find your way to a plan for moving forward. And if you need it, this person you're talking to, they might be able to provide you with the emotional support that you need to get through the this challenging time. When you're feeling stuck in your work life, well, that's frustrating, but luckily it's not permanent. By taking the time to find a mentor, by taking on new challenges, by getting organized, by making time for yourself, and by talking to your support system, you'll get moving forward. So today's question for you, if you're feeling stuck, is what steps do you plan to take? Look, if you're not feeling good about where you are right now, then it's time to act. It's time to take action. Do something. I've just given you a handful of good ideas. Use one or more of them now. Take some action. Get unstuck and start moving forward. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Mexico City, thanks for spending a few minutes with me and Ned today. We hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there. I promise. We're all in this together, and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management, and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules all successful law firms follow.